Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. Here the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. This Sunday is the second Sunday of the month of Kiyak. As we do the readings of that second Sunday of the month of Kiyak today. And the month of Kiyak is a month of the good news. And I really want you to get this from today and nothing else. I'm going to tell you how that's so. The month of Kiyak is structured this way. The first Sunday, which we read the readings last Sunday, it was about the Annunciation of Rome. What was the message of last Sunday's Gospel? John the Baptist. So John the Baptist is coming. And we're going to see his significance in a minute. And then this Sunday, we hear another good news. What is it? Christ is coming. You heard the reading, huh? Christ is coming. And then next Sunday, what do we hear? The mother of the two good news are meeting. The mother of John the Baptist, the preparer, is meeting the one, the mother of the one. And they meet in the womb. And then what we hear after that, the fourth Sunday, John the Baptist is here already. He happened. He was born. And Zacharias was able to speak again. And then what do we hear after that? The birth of Christ. The nativity. The birth of Emmanuel God with us. Just so we all understand the significance of this, because a lot of us enjoy the hymns of Kiyak, which are amazing and we love them all. But we have to add an element of personal spirituality to all this. We have to add an element of repentance. Repentance is not just saved for the great Lent. It is saved for this month of Kiyak too. And I'm going to speak about that for a minute. So just follow with me for a second. When God created Adam and Eve, I'm going back way back and they fell what happened after that God promised them a promise I'll fix this somehow basically and then after that we hear that people went bad quickly quickly it didn't take long by the third chapter in Genesis God's already so to speak regretting that he created man we hear that in the words of the scripture and then after that we hear about the flood and Noah And after that, we hear about the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph. And then the bondage in Egypt. And after that, we hear that God was able to do something miraculous and save his people from bondage in Egypt. And then when they get out, it doesn't take long. They complain and murmur and say, Egypt was better. The vegetables that we used to eat in Egypt was better than this, that one God has given us in the wilderness. But God was patient and he waited them out. And then after that, we hear about Joshua, the son of Nun. And we hear about God eradicating all the evil around Israel to make this his very own people. And then after that, we get in the period of Judges. 
and people being spiritually bankrupt. And finally, daring to tell God we need a king. So to speak, God is not real in their eyes. He's not a real king. He's not a real king. They want somebody they can see. They want a king like the nations around them. And God said, you know what? I'll give it to you. I'll be patient. I'll be patient. And God gave him King Saul and then King David. And that beautiful kingdom did not last long. After Solomon, the kingdom was divided badly. And God started to send prophets. Isaiah, Amos, and others. Tell them, repent, or something bad is going to happen. They didn't listen. And then God eradicated the kingdom of the north. The ten tribes in the north were completely destroyed in 722 A.D. And never returned. The remnant was just a remnant. But that kingdom was never established back. It was done. And then God kept telling Judah, remember, your sinful sister Israel was destroyed. Repent. Jeremiah said this. Remember what your sister Israel did. If you don't fix your acts, you're going to have the same consequence. But they still didn't listen to Jeremiah. And then in 586 AD, that very kingdom of the south, the temple, Jerusalem, was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. And God promised Jeremiah that he would leave for himself a remnant. God is not going to destroy his people forever. And that remnant went to Babylon. Among them was whom? Daniel, who was very smart and very wise and very beloved of God. And the three youth. And Ezekiel was also in that Babylonian exile. And in Daniel chapter 9, everything was fixed. Daniel in chapter 9, he stands before God and tells them, I'm sorry for my people. We did this to ourselves. You're righteous, we're sinful. You did the right thing and punished because we deserve the punishment. And then we hear the archangel whom, the same one that we heard about today, Gabriel. The same one that spoke to Zacharias and the same one that spoke to St. Mary, Gabriel, in Daniel chapter 9. He tells them, your prayers are heard. Not only that, the exile is going to be over. The temple will be rebuilt. And the one is coming. Christ, the Messiah, is coming. And he's going to abolish the sacrifice. And the prophecy is going to stop. Everything is going to change. All this in Daniel chapter 9. From that deep prayer that Daniel offered. And God told him, I heard your prayer when you started praying. Before you even finished, the prayer was heard. And then after that, the people of God went back to Jerusalem. It started rebuilding the temple. We hear about Ezra and Nehemiah. And then what happened after that? There's a prophet that came. The last prophet of the Old Testament. Who is he? Malachi. Malachi was the last prophet. Malachi was the last prophet of the Old Testament. He said two important things. He said, behold, I'm sending my messenger before your face, before the Messiah, to prepare the way. And then he said, God's name is great. And the day is coming, that day is coming, where incense 
will be offered to God all over the world. No longer God is going to be contained in Jerusalem. God is going to have incense offered to His name everywhere. Like today. Everywhere. And then what happened after that? And that's the most important what happened. What happened after Malachi said that? About 450, 420 BC. I'm sorry, BC. Nothing. Nothing happened. For 400 years, nothing. These are known in the scripture by the 400 what? 400 silent years. 400 silent years. Nothing happened. It's the longest period in the scripture where there's no prophet. There's no word of God. Nobody came after Malachi. Nothing. Even when the Maccabeans were struggling, there was no prophets to comfort them. Nothing happened. That's why around the first century, 1 BC or so, you can tell that the people were distraught. They were saying, this Messiah was supposed to come. Where is he? It's been taking him so long. And after that long winter, imagine a winter that lasted 400 years. Finally, Gabriel breaks the silence. The same Gabriel that talked to Daniel. And all of a sudden we see that the trees starting to blossom a little. The spring might be coming finally and that winter is over. And Gabriel tells Zacharias, you're going to have a son, John the Baptist. And then not much later, he tells St. Mary, you're going to have the one. The Lord of Lords and the King of Kings is here. Daniel 9 is happening already. This is how significant this month is. This is why this is the month of the good news. This is the month of the long silence. All the history was changed. History was never the same after Christ came. And whether people who believe in Christ or not admit it, Christ divides the history. Even people who don't believe in Christ, they still call the years B.C. and A.D. They can't help it. God has intervened in the history. And every knee has to bow to that Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. The point for us here is that in our life, personally and spiritually and in service, Sometimes we go through long winters, 400 years, so to speak, of silence. Our heart has not spoke with God. Our heart has not repented and regretted our acts and our thoughts and our intentions and our lack of forgiveness. And all of a sudden we see Gabriel knocking on our heart, giving us some good news. Repent, change, come back to God. I was affected by this reading today. I was affected by that sermon the other day. I actually want to stand in front of God and tell Him, I'm sorry, forgive me. This is how we have to take this period. That God is breaking our silence. God is breaking our long winters with a spring. Spring of His spirituality. That we come to Him in submission and forgiveness. Asking Him to forgive us and change us. And also it's important to look at this month and look at Christ as my own Savior. We say in the hymn of the Omonoganis, O Only Begotten Son and Good Friday, we say, who accepted all things for us. And we talk about his birth from Virgin Mary on Good Friday. Who accepted all things for us. He did all this for me. 
God did not do this for anybody else but me. You have to have this attitude as you approach this month for us and for our salvation. May God grant us to come to Him in this beautiful month of Qiyah. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.